Hello, my friends. How are you? Jerome is off again today. He's under the weather still, so we're going to let him rest, and uh, we're going ha- to have him back next week, I hope. We'll see. Uh, we're all feeling much better. Thank you very much. It's the Melting Path, the Next Level Network. How are you? Hope you're all well, staying uh, dry and warm and safe and cozy and cuddly and, and whatnot. Hope you're all okay. Um, yeah, we're all much better. We're all feeling much better. Not the band much better, uh, but we're all feeling much better now than we did last week. Also, change of plans. I am not getting my vasectomy, so it has not happened yet. Uh, I had to push that to February because we all got sick, and I figured uh, I wasn't going to be well enough by then because you have to stop taking some certain medications and stuff, and uh, I wasn't going to be well enough by that deadline. So I called and pushed it back to February. Don't worry. Shop is still closing. I'm not backing out. I uh, just had to reschedule some things because it happens. Kid gets sick. Everybody gets sick, and it, it just it's how it goes. So no vasectomy this week. Sorry. Sorry to let you down. But yeah, next month we're going to do that. So we'll have a regular show for you today. We got some stuff going on. We got a song from In Case We Crash in just a second. We are also going to talk about, uh, we got a a retail story, geez, um, which sent to me by a friend, which then reminded me of two other things. So it's kind kind of a combo there. So we got that. We got a really good question, really good fan mail question about, uh, seeing bands live, seeing music live. So we'll, we'll do that. I love this question. I don't know uh, if everybody else feels this way, but maybe it'll spark a little debate there in the comments or whatever, and we can work that out. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about how bad the uh, the Facebook home feed is. I mentioned that last week. And uh, then we'll talk about the Dodgers and how I think what they're doing, the strategy they are employing, I think could become a thing for other teams. And people are like, oh, man, this is going to be terrible. I think it could be good. So we'll get to that at the end of the show, and then hopefully the captain will rejoin us and tell us what's going on, because we haven't heard from him in three weeks. So I don't know anything about what's going on with the Flyers, but uh, hopefully he will be there, and we'll be all good to go. All right? So that's the show for today. Uh, This episode, I I already came up with a title. It's called Presented by Tylenol, Theraflu, and Robitussin. Those are the three, uh, my three saviors for this week. It really knocked, like the Tylenol helped with uh, some of the aching the Theraflu knocked out a lot of the congestion, and then the Robitussin quelled the cough. Because what happens is I don't blow my nose that well that often. Uh, I don't know. I never have. So it all gets, you know, sniffed up, and then it just it has to go somewhere. So it doesn't go. Sorry to be gross. So it doesn't go out. It goes down, and then that creates the cough. And so then, you know, I realize I do this to myself, but it's just how it works. I don't know. It's how it goes. So, yeah, we're all feeling much better, thankfully. We're all okay. Um, It was a rough week, but we're all good. Hopefully, we're all getting there. Anyway, we're all doing much better. So, yeah, that's that. So, yeah, we had some more rain the other day. Had some water damage. Oh, that's what I forgot to tell you. I may have to do this in pieces, as usual, uh, because I'm waiting on the repair guy to come back. He was here yesterday, uh, sealing up some cracks in uh, in the back wall there above. Not here in my office, but above... And he was on the roof, and he did all that stuff. So he's got to come back today and um, handle some other things. I know he's on a job early, and he said he's going to come by after that. So we may have to stop. I say that to to let you know that we may have to stop and start this show, this episode. And so it might sound a bit different uh, with all the pieces we have going on. All right? So that's that's that. We might sound a bit different for um, for this week, maybe for the next couple, as long as I have this frog in my throat, I guess. We're going to try to handle that. But that is what's up for today. Again, hope you're well. Hope everything is going great on your end. And if you're not feeling well, get well soon. God bless if you're if you're into that thing. And uh, I'm pulling for you. All right? All right. So we have... Uh, here's what I do. When I have... I see a band that I've played on the show before, that they're releasing a new song. I will go into my phone or on my Google Drive, my Google Doc here, and I will make a note. Like, these are the bands I'm going to play. Whether I have to reach out to them or if I've played them already, they go on the list. And I'm like, okay, got to remember to play that. And then for whatever reason, what what happens is I will lose track of who I'm supposed to play in what order. And so this song actually came out several months ago. And because I'm me and that's how it goes, I missed it. But our friends, in case we crash, released a new song. And I just, I don't know. I wrote it down and I still missed it. But. I think it's a great song, and I want to play it for you. And uh, I don't know if they have new stuff coming soon. I'm not sure. I didn't see anything when I looked 
yesterday, so uh, unless they posted today, I don't know. But anyway, we have a song <laughs> new to us, new to the show, from our friends, in case we crash. And uh, I, I think you're going to like this one. I do. It's called Voice of Your Own. It's the Melting Pat. We're coming right back. You've had a lot on your plate this week. You're worn out and feeling big. Flumping your throat makes it tough to speak. Then it gets hard to breathe. There we go, our friends, in case we crash with, uh, well, it might still be their latest. I don't know. It was a while ago. <laughs> but anyway, voice of your own, the Melting Path, the Next Level Network. Did we get it? Did we get that? The, uh, the solo itself is too high. My register wasn't going to reach there, especially now with uh, whatever's going on. But I think that was okay, right? Is that is that fine? Don't tell the band I did that. I don't know if they'll listen. I don't know if any band listens when I play their music, but uh, don't tell them. Don't let them know. In case we crash, find them other places. <laughs> Links to all of that will be in the show notes, unless I can find it for you. Hold on. You know what? I'm going to find it for you. Hold on one second. All right. It's incasewecrash.com. I-N-C-A-S-E. W-E-C-R-A-S-H dot com, in case we crash. There you go. Tell them I sent you. Again, don't tell them about the thing I did. Don't tell them about the noises I just made, because I don't think they would like that. Maybe they would. Who knows? Some Most bands do. But anyway, there we go. In case we crash. Voice of your own. Go get it where you get your songs and do the thing over there. Thank you very much, my friends. Okay, on with the show. We have some things to discuss. So, uh, let's shout out my friend Amy G, who was on this show a number of years ago. 
uh, she talked about two things. One, people being weird to her pregnant belly, asking her questions. And uh, two, to tell a story of a return where a customer tried to return a plant and then instead returned a stick in a pot and uh, got their money back because that's some, sometimes that's how it works. So she sent me a reel the other day from TikTok or Instagram or wherever the hell it came from. Uh, it was from a cashier. And she's like, yeah, a customer tried to return some Christmas decorations. And this was after Christmas. So she tried to return some Christmas decor, little uh, bows and things, and uh, said, hey, I didn't use it. I bought too much, uh, so I'd like to return this. And the, the cashier, the woman in the reel, was like, it had cat hair on it, like full of cat hair. And she's like, you know, we could have done this. We could have made a deal here if you hadn't lied about it. And I don't know that she said that to the customer, but uh, she said this in the reel. Like, I don't know. Like, you could have been cool about it, but you lied. Don't do that. And people do get weird. Thank you for that, Amy, uh, for spurning this whole story, uh, this whole segment, I should say. People get really weird about returns, especially around the holidays. I told a story years ago about a woman who tried to return a lamp that had broken, that she had bought on sale after it was a Halloween lamp. She bought it on sale after the fact and came in and tried to uh, tried to return it. And I'm like, oh, it's a final sale. Sorry. And then she's like, oh, wait, we tried to fix it. And da-da-da. I'm like, all right, well, too bad. You got it for 10 bucks. And so, yeah, first she said it didn't work. Then she said they tried to fix it. Then she said it worked for 10 minutes or whatever. I don't know. And then, you know, the stick in the pot. Like, people get weird, right, about returns. And then it reminded me of two things. Uh, number one, we always had to tell people that ornaments were not returnable after Christmas Eve. And this people go, well, what if I get this one as a gift? And I was like, well, you got to, I don't know, man. You got to take the gamble and maybe re-gift it. But you can't bring it back to us. And I'm going to tell you why. And I told, I told every customer this when they asked, why can't we do this? I'll tell you why. If I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry. But um, what would happen years ago is people would buy all these ornaments and put them on their tree. They buy them, you know, November, October, November, December, whenever. They buy their ornaments, put them up on the tree, take a bunch of pictures. Oh, look at the tree. Isn't it, isn't it decorated all nicely? Look at the tree. All these great ornaments. Isn't it great? And then they would come back after Christmas and return them and get their money back. So they would use them for pictures and then get their money back. And so the company decided, not where I, not the store where I worked, like the company that does all the ornament stuff, they decided, hey, we're not doing this anymore. So once you buy an ornament, you got to return it by, Chris, by December 24th. Otherwise, it's yours. And so, yeah, people, uh, they caught on. I guess the company caught on that people were doing this, just buying the ornaments, taking the pictures, coming back the day after Christmas, getting their money back. Um, it just... I, People are weird, man. It's just really weird that people do that. Uh, so yeah, people got mad about that because they're like, oh, what if I did it? I'm like, I don't care. The science says you can't do it. Corporate told me you can't do it. And that's why, because people would take pictures of the ornaments on their trees, take them down after Christmas, and then return the ornaments. And so some scumbags ruined it for everybody. That's usually how it goes. Some jerks, maybe they're not scumbags, but uh, they're not good people. I don't think <laughs> they ruined it for everybody. And that's just how it goes. And the second thing this reminded me of was, uh, I don't remember when exactly this was, but a woman came in trying to return a Vera Bradley bag. If you're not aware what Vera Bradley is, it's floral patterns on cloth bags and they're very expensive. And cause they're cloth bags, you know, if you really use them, they don't last forever, right? Like if you use it sparingly, like it's, it's a backpack and you only take it certain places or whatever. It can last a long time. But if you use it all the time, like most people do when they buy these bags, it doesn't last forever because it's a cloth bag. And this woman came in to return. I don't remember the name, like the style of the bag. I've forgotten most of this information because uh, I no longer need to know it. And it's been a decade. So <laughs> she came in with the, the diaper bag or the whatever bag she was using as uh as her diaper bag. She came in and said, Hey, there's a little tear on my bag. I'd like to return it. I got it whenever she got it. And she said, I didn't use it very much. I didn't use it very often. And we're like, okay, like, you know, that happens. Like the bag can be faulty. They could, there can be an issue with like the fabric or the, the stitching or whatever. And so we look at it and she had it for a while, I guess. And so we're like, okay, let's take a look. So she said, I don't use it very often. And then she proceeded to empty the bag 
onto the counter. And she'd been using it. I don't know if this the style was the diaper bag, but she'd been using it as a diaper bag because she pulled out the formula, the outfits, the diapers. One of them was used. The uh, the snacks, the cr- there are crumbs everywhere because, you know, if you have a kid, you know how that goes. Crumbs and snacks and old tissues and, and whatever, like all this stuff. Here's my, my first thing was you lied because you said you didn't use it that often. And it certainly looks like you're using it because you have a a child in diapers. You're going to use that bag with all that stuff a lot. So that's the first thing. Second of all, why are you carrying around a used diaper in your bag like that? Like there are trash cans all over the mall, outside, inside, plenty of places to put that. And uh, yeah, I'm not, you know, I know they're not literally everywhere, but there are plenty of places like you would have passed one either coming in from outside from the anchor store or like coming in from outside, coming from the anchor store or coming from the mall from the other side. You would have passed a trash can in any of those spots and you didn't think to throw away the diaper. I, look, I don't know, man. I, you know, I would, if there's a trash can in the room where I'm changing the diaper, guess where that diaper's going? Right in the trash can. Boom, done. I'm not carrying it around like a psycho. I don't know. What am I saving it for DNA you know, cloning purposes? I don't know. But this woman, it's like the woman said in that reel, and I'll try to find it and post it. Amy, if you listen, can you send it to me again? Because I don't know if I'll be able to find it because I don't know how to look for things. I don't know. Anyway, uh, she lied. Like, we could we could have made a deal. We could have made something happen, a store credit, an exchange, or what. But you lied. Like, you, you said, oh, I don't use this very often. But you clearly do. You clearly, you're using it right now. Like, you can't say, I don't use, like, oh, I don't really use this. And... So what happened? Okay, let's walk through this. Say you try to return a bag or a whatever, right? Say you're returning a bag and you say, oh, I don't use it very often. The way to do that, to return that and, and have, a, have a success story out of this is to bring the bag empty. Like at least empty it before you come into the store to keep up your lie, right? Like sure, we would have noticed the crumbs probably. So oh, you use this and we would have taken it and done whatever with it. But it's just like, the lie was so bold and stupid. Like you didn't think to say to go, oh man, maybe, you know, we're trying to return this bag that I that I think I don't use. Or maybe she didn't even get that far. She just said that when she got up there to me and said, I don't use it very often. Like, well, we can tell you're lying because it's full right now. Like if at least if you say, I'm not, I don't use it that much, bring it empty. And also like it looks used, right? Like we had another lady try to return one because it started to wear. And we're like, oh, how long have you started to wear? Like the material started to wear. Like, oh, how long have you had it? And she said, two years. It's my main purse. And we're like, okay, that happens. It's a cloth bag. It's not going to last forever. And like, how do you use it? You carry it every day to work and to other places. She goes, yeah, I put it, I carry it around. I throw it in the back of the car. I take it wherever, take it here, take it there. Okay, you use it every day. Like you said, this is your main bag. You use it. It's going to wear and tear. You don't get to get your money back because of standard wear and tear on a product. That's not how it works. And I just, I don't, so that lady didn't really lie about the second lady didn't lie. She was just being dumb and trying to get her money back. But this first lady said, oh, I didn't use my bag that often, but then emptied the contents onto the counter and you're using it as a diaper bag, which again, if you don't have children or if it's been a long time since you've had a toddler. When you use a diaper bag, you use a diaper bag. Maybe not a toddler, infant, whatever, baby, whatever. A little, a little, a little guy, a little girl, a little whoever, right? You use the hell out of that bag. That's gonna get beat up and filled with stuff and crumbs and snap, snot and juice and whatever, milk, formula, all the things, right? The wipes here and there, and like the fact that she came in and said with a straight face, "Oh, I don't use it that much. I've had it for however long. I don't use it that often." And you were using it at the, at the moment when you said you don't use it. You were using it right then and tried to get your money back. It didn't work. She didn't get her money back because they were like, no, like you use this, clearly use this. And it's going to be like, it's going to wear and maybe tear, but it's going to wear down. It's how it works. It doesn't last forever. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to last, what, a year or two, three, maybe, if you use it every day. And then you go, and then you get a new one. That's what happens. Things wear. I got a backpack. I had to buy like three of them. There were five bucks, so I'm not mad. But I use it every day. And then it started to wear, so I bought a new one. 
And I was like, oh, okay, great. New backpack. Awesome. I just, I don't understand why, like she had to, she lied. Like the fact she had to lie and thought she was going to get away with it is what bothers me. Like she really thought she was going to come in and say, I don't use it that often. Empty all the stuff from the bag onto the counter and then hand us the bag and we were going to give her her money back. Like give her her money back on her card or give her cash or whatever. She thought that was going to work. And she's like, oh, I don't use it. But you did, you're using it right there. So again, let's go back to the real. We could have made a deal. We could have made something happen, an exchange, a credit, or whatever. Maybe not a straight return because it had been a while. And I don't think she had a receipt. I can't remember. But we could have made it happen. But you lied. And so the lesson, I suppose, if you're going to try to return something and you're saying you don't use it, you should not be using the item at the moment. Like you should not have to empty a thing, a bag that you say you don't use because it should be empty because you just said you don't use it. So there we go. That's <sighs> returns, man. It's not like. Like Jill told me stories when she worked at a at a hardware store for a while, and like people would, oh, I got to return a, a porch light, and they would come in with an empty box, and she would go, hey, all right, well, where's the light? And they, they would go, oh, it's uh, it's attached to my front, the front of my house, but it doesn't work. Okay, well, you're trying to return a box, and that's not how this works. It's just like I I, I spent a lot of time in retail, a lot of my life. Uh, well, I guess, you know, grand scheme, I was I worked in retail, what, a total of four years, maybe? But a lot of that was just like, the number of people who think they can get away with stuff while being so stupid, like, that's how we got, we have dumb politicians in office, because they just say stuff, and people go, oh, yeah, that's cool, maybe that's a bad comparison, we should stop now. But anyway, if you're going to try to return an item, and you say, hey, I don't use this that often. At least empty it before you come to the store to try to keep up the lie. Otherwise, you just look like a moron, and uh, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. All right. I got to go do a thing. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Jill texted me. I guess I'm. I guess she was at the back of the house, and I'm being loud. She said an air conditioner somebody returned at the end of the summer, just under the 90-day uh, return policy. Yeah, okay. So she worked at a hardware store. I won't say which one because I don't do that. But yeah, people would buy an air conditioner beginning of the summer and they have 90 day return. So they'd use it for 88 days, 89 days and return it and get their money back. I, I just, all right. That's not a, I don't know that that's, that's too much work for me. Like that's, I mean, an air conditioner is what a couple hundred bucks. Like I'm not sweating for that anymore. Right. Maybe I, I should have done that when I was in my early twenties, when I was working at the store, when I had no money, um, and she says, oh, she's, she's sending me more. This is great. We were, supposed, we we're trying to end this segment, but now I'm getting messages. This is great. Uh, this is just like my live show, although I don't have a time constraint anymore. So let's see. Christmas tree refunded because they had a one-year plant guarantee. Yeah, that's the same thing. When Years ago, when Amy was on the show, they had a, where, where she worked had a one-year guarantee, no questions asked. And so that's why this person could return a stick in a pot and you can return Christmas trees because you know when you're done with them. Same deal. I don't know. Maybe they should institute a no returns after Christmas Eve policy for that over there. Uh, <laughs> and it's been years since Jill's worked for this store. So maybe they've changed some things. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Uh, and she says, a guy tried to repeatedly return boxes of light fixtures or whatever. That's what it was. Filled with trash and retaped. So he would come in and say, oh, I want to return this thing. And it would have nothing in the box. And it's just like, why? Why? How much does a light fixture cost? What, like 30 bucks? How much? Hold on. Let's look this up. I need to know before we move on. I need to know this. All right. So I just looked up light fixtures and most of them are between 14 and $52. Man, not worth it. Not worth Oh, that guy was on some stuff. Okay. Well, all right. Just look, we've talked about returns several times on the show. But I, I bring it up today because Amy reminded me with the reel she sent of the lady who um, tried to say, hey, I didn't use this Christmas decor, 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 decorations, decoys, decoys, Lois, decoys. Uh, I didn't use this very, I didn't use it. I bought too much and it was covered in cat hair. And like, just, if you're going to try to return a thing that you used, just be honest. I thought I was going to need it. I, I didn't. That's why it's out of the box. 
I thought I was going to use it. We put it up, and I was like, oh, we didn't need this one. It's extra. Whatever. I took it out of the box already because I didn't measure. I didn't look. Whatever. Just just be honest about it, and maybe they can help you out. Because if you're going to lie, you're not going to get it. Or unless you yell and scream and stomp your feet like a toddler, then maybe the manager will give in to make you go away. But just don't 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 make everyone's life harder because you're an idiot. I guess that's the question. That's the lesson. Um, don't be a moron and don't lie about dumb stuff that can easily be proven false just because you want to get a couple bucks. That's all. All right. Don't be greedy dumbasses. Does that work? All right. We'll be right back. We have another thing after. We got to, what is this? The mail is next, right? Here's the mail. It never fails. And I don't think we can sing this song without getting sued. Sorry. All right. We're going <laughs> to, I gave up halfway through. I don't know why I thought that would be the problem. Like, that's the one Viacom is going to come at me for. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll, we'll talk about some, uh, some live music things because we got a question right after this. Okay, we're back. That was fun. That was like a, a throwback to the live show when I would be telling a story and then I would get some chat comments and interrupt myself to, to answer those. That was really fun. Thank you, Jill, for sending me those things. She'll send me more things, I'm sure. Like, hey, shut the hell up down there. That would work. All right, we had a question. This one came in the other day from, uh, I don't know, Jimmy from Mayfair, I suppose, who said, hey, Pat, I got a music question for you. When you see a band live, do you prefer the songs to sound like the records, or are you good with some bands improvising on stage? And I love this question, because, and I thought about uh, posing this to you for the show, but then I didn't, had I realized early enough that I was going to be doing a regular show today, this week, I would have done it. But then I, I, I didn't, I don't know. Anyway, um, so answer, I want everyone to answer this. If you prefer to see it, when you see a band live, do you prefer that the songs they play sound like their records, the albums, or do you like to hear them, you know, do a little different thing, do some different things on stage live? Because I've heard that, uh, who was I, what was I listening to? I forget. But Counting Crows, they would make up new lyrics every night to their songs. And so every Counting Crows show, or most of them, you wouldn't hear the same songs every night. It would be a different way. And some people like that because they think, oh, if I, if I just want to hear the record, I can do that at home. And that's fine. I'm not in that camp. I'm in the other one. I want it to hear to sound like what I know. Like, I want to hear... When we went to see Thrice in May, one of the greatest things I've ever gotten to do, it was so... It was amazing. And the song sounded very close to what they do on the record. And that's what I want from a live show, from a live, like when a band plays live, because that's what I know. I know the song that goes this way. And if I'm singing along, I'm not singing loudly. I'm singing, you know, I'm just vibing, right? Uh, I want the song to sound like the way I know it. I don't want the song to change live because then I'm, I get tripped up and go, oh, all right, well, that's that's cool, I guess. But, you know, I came to hear the song that I know or the songs that I know, and that's what I want to listen to. And being in here and experiencing this moment with everyone else, that's what I want to hear. I'd rather hear the song sound like it, like the song that I already know. The reason that I'm going is because I like these songs enough to go pay money and find a babysitter and go see this band perform them live. Like, that's what I want. I want to hear the songs that I know as I know them. Like, sure, you know, you throw in a, some uh, some B-sides that we don't know. That's different. But... I would rather not rather they not improvise too much and change the words and change the flows of the songs if they can help it because the reason that I'm going to a show is because I like the songs as they were made on the record. And maybe I'm in the minority there, I don't know. So I'd like to ask you if you uh when you go see a band in person, do you prefer their songs to be uh like they are on the record, sound like they do on the records or are you okay with them changing the words and changing things up on the fly for the live audience? Are you okay with that? So let me know about that. I uh, I don't. I I just feel like, for me, like that. The reason I'm going to the show is I like the songs as they appear on the records, and so when I go, I have an expectation that I'm going to hear this song that goes this way, and I know the words, and I know the rhythm, and I know the the changes and I know the rah, 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 I know the guitar solo, right? And so when that changes live, it's like, oh, all right, you know, like you're not ready for it. And it's kind of like it's 
I don't know. I, I understand the argument that like, oh, if I want to hear the record, I can just hear it at home. I can stay home and do that. And I understand. I, I kind of understand that argument. I get it. It's not for me. Like that, I don't agree with it. I don't like I don't sit, I don't subscribe to that theory that I can just listen to the record at home because going to see Thrice play a record that I've listened to for 20 years in person was one of the coolest things I've ever experienced in my life. And I, I don't say that lightly. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever gotten to see. And the reason that I think I really enjoyed it is because all the songs sounded like how I know them. And so I was able to go, okay, now we got this song, this one's next, and then that goes like this, and this goes this way. And being able to be in that moment with everyone else, sitting next to my smoking hot wife, and be there in that space with everybody else singing along to all the words they know and, they, and the cadences that they know and the rhythms they remember, it was, just, it was incredible. And I think you don't get that if the band takes some... They could take liberties. It's their own songs. They could do whatever they want. But I feel like if I'm going to a show... I want to hear the song as I know it. And so I prefer that the songs live sound like the record. Like, I don't like a, a ton of change in the songs. Unless you've updated the song since the record came out, then that's different. Then we listen to the new version. That's a different story. But if you're changing the songs every night to something that I wouldn't recognize, even though I know the song, the original, I, that's not for me. I'm not a big fan of that. Um... I know other people are, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. If you're if you are in the camp where you you know, oh, I can listen to the record at home, I prefer the improv, you know, the improvisation up there, then that's fine. But that's not for me. I don't want that. I want to hear the song as I remember, as I know it, as I enjoy it, as I enjoyed it enough to buy a ticket to the show and, and get all the particulars in order to go see a show. I want to hear the songs as I know as I know them. I don't want too much change. That's me. So sound off. Let me know if you prefer uh, when you go see a band live, do you prefer the song to sound like the record or are you okay with the band changing stuff up, changing the lyrics, changing some rhythms and melodies and uh, having a little fun with it on stage? Let me know. And, um, and we'll tackle that next week or a couple weeks from now or whenever we get some answers or we won't. We'll never revisit this again if nobody answers. And that's fine. <laughs> Either way, there we go. Thank you for the question. Uh, yeah, we look at that. We made that a little a little segment there. Is that good? Does that work? Yeah, I, I'd rather the song sound like the record. That's me. All right, there we go. We got a couple more things for you. Let's do the... Oh, we got, I got to go to lunch. Hold on. All right. Uh, I, wa I was going to do this whole thing together, these two things together, but uh, I'm going to go to lunch, and then I'll come back and uh, in 40 minutes, and I'll tell you about how bad the Facebook home feed is and uh, but I have a another thing there, a saving grace that could make Facebook okay. And then we'll do sports, and then maybe the captain, and then that's it. All right. But we'll take a break. I'm gonna go find some food, and I will be right back. Hey, I'm back. Hi. No time passed for you, but I've been gone for 45 minutes or so. Went to have lunch, did some stuff, did some work stuff, and uh, it was a leftover cheesesteak, by the way, with some leftover mozzarella sticks. It was delicious. Thank you for asking. Um. Yeah, it was really good, man. It was good. Still waiting on the repair guy, so I may have to, uh, again, stop at any moment and let him in and and um, let him figure out the stuff he needs to do. Two things he's coming back to do today, so I hope they get done in a timely manner because uh, it's going to rain again Friday, so we need this uh, need some things resolved. So there we go. All right, so that's what's up. Uh, you're all caught up now. I don't know why I'm acting like we're starting from the beginning, but <laughs> but here we are. So... Yeah, send me your uh, how you prefer to listen, how you prefer concerts answers. If you like it, uh, like the record or improv, let me know. All right? All right. So I was going to bring this up last week, and then I wasn't feeling well, and I didn't want to do so much work on the back end, uh, which turned out to be a great decision by me, because after I recorded that show on Tuesday night, I guess, uh, I just felt worse for the next four days. So... Um, yeah, again, shout out to Tylenol, Theraflu, and Robitussin for presenting this episode and uh, making me feel a hell of a lot better than I did on those days, for sure. So, um, oh, two inches of snow on Tuesday. Wow. How about that? I got a little little alert on my uh, on my task bar here, my little weather thing. What's up here? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with this? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. 
please don't sue me, Lorne Michaels. All right. Uh, I don't know if he would be involved in the suing or that it's not even sued. Like, that's the joke, right? I'm not going to be sued for uh, singing a random thing from SNL or whatever. Uh, the most that would happen would be a cease and desist. Yeah. So don't send me that, please, Lorne. All right. Now, I clicked on the weather thing and because it said snow expected on Tuesday and then the snow thing disappeared. So what the hell are we doing? What are we doing? We got to click on something else here. This means nothing to you. Oh, it's open. What are you opening? Bing, get out of here. No, we're not doing that. All right, sorry. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, all right. Turns out we got to uh, we got to pause because the repair guy is on the way. So we'll talk about Facebook. No time will pass for you, but we'll talk about it right after this. All right. Okay, we're back. There we go. That was uh, so the guy did come. He handled one issue. He did the, the ceiling in the kids' room, which is good. He sealed above, which is also good. Uh, nothing on the second thing he was going to do, but uh, I guess he'll come back another day. He didn't have all the stuff. But that was a new issue, so I guess you know we'll cross off the leak issues, and I think we're going to be okay. Um, so I got to really kind of rush this part because it is, uh, it's been an hour and a half or so because I, uh, we had a staff meeting that took just an inordinate amount of time, um, as they often do. So I mentioned, oh man, see, I can't get rid of the cough even, Jesus. Oh boy, all right. Um, I mentioned last week, at the end of the show, I was going to talk about the Facebook home feed and how it's just become even worse. Like when they, so years ago, Facebook used to just be your wall of friend posts. And so you would go and you would see your wall, like it didn't, it wasn't a news feed, sorry, or what they call it, a, um, a timeline, right? That's what they called it at first. It was called a timeline because it used to be you log in and you see your like the the posts that your friends have made to you on your wall. And at the time you couldn't nobody could reply under them, so they couldn't like make a couldn't like make a thread underneath them. So they had to like reply on your wall separately. And so the conversations got a little skewed, which is, you know, okay. So that's what Facebook was when I first started using it in 2006. And so somewhere in between there, I don't remember what year. Um, they said, Hey, we're going to switch you to this timeline thing. You could do it now, or we'll do it on this day, whatever. And so of course, you know, you get your timeline, all your friends posting and you get all the, the things you have now where you see everybody's posts and you see, you know, if there's a public post or like your friend commented on a post that somebody you don't follow, you could still see it or something. And that's it, things get messy. Right. But now it is worse than that because it's like, yeah, you have sometimes your friends posts, but they're all out of order. They're not in chronological order. So I'm scrolling through and I'll see something from a friend today and then something else from a different friend from three days ago and then something else from another friend from yesterday and something else from another friend from, you know, six days ago. And then in between, it's all, it's ads for products, services, whatever. And also like, hey, you might like this page and here's a post from the page. Like, oh, you commented on this once or you liked this post from this page before. So you might like it. And so they keep showing you that page. And I get it. Like social media now is algorithms, right? It's not, it's no longer here are your friends, talk to your friends, share things with your friends. That is gone. I mean, Space Hay is that still, which is the uh, the fan-made MySpace reboot, which is pretty good. I haven't used it in a while because um, it's only as good as your if your friends are there, right? And none of my friends are there, or at least they're not my friends I'm on Space Hay. But most social media platforms are algorithms. So if you interact with a post about, I don't know, politics, they're going to show you 14 more things about politics. If you interact with a sports page or, or a, a meme page from a TV show, you're going to see all those posts after you say that, right? You're just going to see that because, that's, because you are now telling the algorithm, the, the program, the whatever, that, hey, these are the things that I like and I want to see more of. And so they don't really ask you about that. They just kind of do it. They're just like, that's just how it works. They just do it. They just make it happen. And um, I just wonder, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to, what to do. Like, if I didn't have a show to post about, I probably wouldn't be on there anymore. Like, I probably would have kept it up for, you know, stay in touch with uh, some cousins and, and aunts and that who are only on Facebook. Like, I probably would keep it. Like, I wouldn't delete my account. But I probably would have like deleted the app from my phone because it's like I'm not seeing it. Most things I'm not seeing from my friends. 
I'm just seeing like ads and suggested posts, and I'm not crying by the way. I, I gotta, I gotta cough. Sorry, I know it's something like I'm getting choked up. No, there's literally something in there. <laughs> so I just, I don't know, man. It it has become a a thing of like, if I want to see what a friend posted, I have to go and find their page specifically. And I don't always like. I'm usually just scrolling when I'm waiting for something to load at work or I'm waiting for him to go to sleep. Like he's in my lap and I'm keeping myself awake while he falls asleep or whatever, right? I'm not like sitting on there anymore and going through all the things. Like I don't have that time or I'm using it for something else. And so if like if I, if I don't react to a thing you post on Facebook, it's because I literally didn't see it. And I'm not asking you to tag me. I'm not asking you to like show me whatever, but... Don't be mad at me if I didn't see it because all I can see when I get on Facebook is ads and suggested pages and posts from certain friends from a week ago. And I just don't know, like, how is that a good model for a social media platform? That's my question. How is that, a, like, the whole point is to see what your friends are posting and share things with your friends. But if no one can actually see what their friends are posting, because now we're all, I mean, I assume we're all seeing a version of the same thing, the same, you know ads, suggested posts, and things from a week ago. I imagine we're seeing those things. And maybe there's a setting I missed. I've never looked at them. It's not that big of a deal. But I mean, okay, you know what? If there is a setting, somebody let you let me know. Because it is a big deal. I made a segment of the show about it. So it's a bigger deal than... Uh, it's not like it's not an issue at all. Otherwise, I wouldn't talk about it. But I'm not like, oh, I got to see all my things. Like, it's fine that I don't see your things. But if you want me to see your things, you've got to teach me how to do that because I don't know. But I, I, I'm just like, man, I was thinking the other day, like, man, if I left Facebook, I wouldn't miss a ton of stuff. Like, I use Messenger to connect with, with, a, with a few people, and that's the only place I connect with them. And so I guess I would keep that. But then I thought, like, oh, man, like, what if I just got rid of Facebook? Even though the Facebook group I have on there is fun. I know I don't post on there a lot. I'm sorry. I'm going to work on it. Um, and the Facebook page is the first thing that I made for the show, and that's been kind of like a a home base, as it were. And so that's helpful. But I thought, you know, okay, so I have those things. So I can't really, I don't want really to leave the platform entirely, even though I've thought about it. But then I thought, the neighborhood groups, the Nextdoor app group is great. The I was in a ring when I had to use uh, three ring cameras out back because uh, my neighbor was a psycho. Uh, I was in one of some of those groups, and those posts are hilarious. Like, oh, who's, what's this? What's and it's just like a bunch of people asking dumb questions. And the neighborhood groups, are absolutely hilarious because whenever there are like fireworks, somebody goes gunshots with seven question marks. And then like seven people under it are going following, following. Oh, I hope everyone's okay. And it's like somebody set off three fireworks four hours ago. Everything's going to be fine. Like it's the funniest thing. I think what we should do is start like searching different community groups on Facebook and start re like I used to do Am I the A-hole from Reddit, but I don't use Reddit anymore. So I think what we should do is find community group posts on Facebook, community groups, and read the funny posts from there. Like what's going on in these neighborhoods. So, okay. I want everybody who listens to this. Here's what I want you to do. If you're on Facebook, we don't have to be friends. I don't really care about that, but you know, join the group, like the page. Sure. Do all that. But if you are in a community group for your neighborhood or neighborhood group for your community, whichever words you use, if you're in one, I want you to check and see if there's like a funny like, oh, what's going on over here? Is this being rebuilt? And then it, it turns into a bunch of, you know, older people complaining about things. Like, if it's fun. I don't want a serious thing. I don't want, like, a, a real issue that's being discussed. That's not what I want. I want the fun stuff where people complaining about, like, oh, this person's grass is too high. Or, like, what do we do about these dogs? Or, like, what's why did this, uh, why did they change the color of the sign at the general store? That's I want that stuff. And I want the, the post about that and the people complaining about that. That's what I want to read. And I want to share that on the show. So to recap this one here, the, 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 the Facebook home feed is complete garbage and has been for a while. If I don't see your posts or if I don't react to your posts, it means I literally didn't see them. So that's, we'll figure that out together. Uh, if you know how to chronologically sort, chronologically, that's tough to say when you talk so fast, uh, sort the feed, let me know. That'd be helpful, I think. And yeah, if you're in a community group, on Facebook. I want the funny posts from there. 
I want the complaints about dumb things about, oh, they changed trash day or uh, the fire hydrant used to be blue and now it's yellow or, you know, they, they changed the letter on the sign and now it doesn't look like it did 30 years ago and I'm upset about it. That's what I want. So if you're in a community group on Facebook, I want the dumbest, funniest posts that you find and we will talk about them on the show. Can we do that? Would that be fun? No? Okay. All right. I, I hope so. That sounds fun. Sounds fun in my head. Sounded fun in my head. Maybe it'll sound less fun when I edit the show. But let me, let me know. If you're in a community group, I want the dumb posts. I want, to, I want to laugh about things with you, about silly stuff your neighbors are doing. I don't want serious issues. I want the fun stuff. Okay? Can we do that? Great. Break. Thank you. We will be right back with sports and maybe the captain, and that'll be that for the show. Okay? All right. Thanks. All right. Real quick. We're back, by the way. I'm sorry. If you don't like sports, it's time to go. Thanks for coming. Go check out In Case We Crash. Uh, find your Facebook community groups and share some fun posts or fun posts from anywhere about people complaining about dumb things. Let me know because I, I want to share funny things, okay? Because I'm not on Reddit anymore and I'm not going to go back there because that's... Ugh. But if you're, I guess if you're on Reddit, if you're in a community thread in, or whatever in Reddit and you see funny things, let me know, okay? All right, thanks. Um, so if you don't like sports, specifically if you hate baseball, I'll see you next time with whatever it is I'm going to do. Because uh, we're talking about the Dodgers. Because I, I, I don't know. Things came up. I got sick. Holiday show. Whatever. So the Dodgers signed Shohei Otani to a, uh, what his agent calls a $700 million deal. But it's deferred for 20 years or 30 years or whatever. And so uh, they're, they're working on that. They signed uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the pitcher, who was teammates with Shohei Otani in Japan. Uh, so that's fun. It's not fun, I guess, if you're not a Dodgers fan, if you think it's like the super, like, it's not good in that it feels like the NBA super team stuff. And it's not as fun when all of the people go to one team and it's all stacked and it's like, a you know, you're playing the show and he turned on four straights, like, and you, and you turn off budgets, right? It's not fun in that regard. But I think like being able to see, because the Dodgers are a prominent franchise, whether you're a fan or not, the Dodgers are a prominent franchise. And so they're going to be featured on the national broadcasts. And so you're going to have a lot of chances to see Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And uh, they just, they traded for Tyler Glasnow, who when he's healthy, he's really good, but he hasn't pitched a full season in like four years. So look out for that. And they also just signed uh, outfielder Teoscar Hernandez, which I I, I say that to uh, to add that he, they're deferring like a million dollars of his salary over eight years or something like that. Like it's not a big contract, but they're deferring a, such a small amount. It just seems silly. But, you know, yeah, it's a way they can get under the luxury tax and not have to pay a penalty, which a lot of people are upset about. And also, I, I'm sure I missed some moves the Dodgers made. Maybe they're not done. I don't know. But they've made some moves. They got they made some additions. Things are happening, right? Um, and so people are upset about the deferrals, about, oh, you, like you're deferring this to get under the luxury tax and like weasel your way out of paying a penalty, which is, I guess, in a way, that's true. But as long as they're not breaking any union rules, right? They're not breaking any any baseball or players' union rules by doing this. And so maybe the next bargaining agreement will have a clause that's, hey, you can't do this anymore. Or, hey, you can only defer so much money for so long. Like, there has to be a limit on that. And maybe maybe that's the thing that they're going to discuss, they're going to be discussing, the, the players' union and, and uh, the baseball people. I don't know. I'm not in those discussions. I'm not in that room. Um, I do think it's going to be a thing for other teams that I think teams are going to be like, hey, we'll pay you, you know, $300 million contract, but we're going to defer, I don't know, 87% of it for 20 years down the road. So you make at this time, I don't know, $4 million a year for the length of the contract. And then we pay you the rest in installments like Bobby Bonilla and, you know, like Shohei Otani, Shohei Otani will now have and plenty of other players. I think the uh, the White Sox are still paying Ken, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. And I think he's the highest, or the Reds, I'm sorry, are still paying Ken Griffey Jr. And he might be the highest paid player on the team. And he hasn't played for them in like 10 years. So <laughs> less than that. But uh, the idea, like the, the Bobby Mini one is funny because the Mets at the time, their owner was involved in a Ponzi scheme and thought they were going to make it back. And then they didn't because Bernie Madoff. And that like that's why that's funny. Sorry, Mets fans, to keep harping on that. But it's not funny because it was deferred. It's funny because of the reasoning behind the deferral was that they're going to make this money back because Bernie Madoff had a sure thing. And then it turns out he didn't. And so it's funny because of that part, not just the deferral. So anyway, um, Bobby Bonilla day, man, July 1st. Can't wait. So I do think this will become a thing deferring big contracts. 
And I, I know, I understand why people are upset because it's a way to weasel out of the luxury tax. I get it. I understand why that's upsetting as, I don't know, a fan of a, of a different team, right? Or just as, a, I don't know, maybe it's you think it's a scumbag thing to do, and that's fine. I get it. But can we argue this might be good for smaller market teams? Because like the Royals or the Reds or the Rockies, they probably can't afford to pay a $700 million contract or a $500 million contract straight up, right? They probably can't afford that. Even though their owners are all billionaires, they're a smaller market, revenue sharing, whatever. We're not going to dive into that whole thing. I don't know enough about it to really go, and I don't have time either way. So like they can't, the smaller teams can't afford that, but their owner's still a billionaire and still has a lot of money. And so could we argue that a smaller team, like say the Royals or the Rockies or the Reds or whoever, somebody like that could sign a big star, whoever the next big free agent would be. I don't know who's going to be free agent next, but like if Shohei Otani had decided, hey, you know who's coming up? Good, coming up on the upswing, the Cincinnati Reds. And if he had decided, hey, I'm going to go play for the Reds, he wouldn't do that because he wants to play in a bigger market and, and wants to have a direct flight to Japan. That's why he went to Los Angeles, stayed in Los Angeles. He knows the city, whatever. But say, for argument, let's just say he went to the Reds and said, hey, let's do this. Let's defer my contract. Could they have done the same thing? Could they not, like, would they not have the money? What, is their owner not a billionaire? Right? Like, sure, they don't have as much money as the Dodgers. But that doesn't mean they don't have money to spend on players. They just choose not to. Maybe the Reds a bad example because uh, a couple years ago their owner was being a jerk. Or did they sell? Anyway, couldn't a smaller market team pay out a big contract in deferrals? Right? Couldn't they pay the guy $5 million a year for the length of the contract, six years, whatever, and defer the rest so they can sign more people, stay under the luxury tax, sign more players around them, build the team, and defer the rest. Is that a thing? Like, couldn't any team, theoretically speaking, couldn't any team, no matter the, the market size, because all the owners are billionaires, couldn't any team defer this money and pay it out over 25, 30 years? Could this not be a thing that could happen? Because I think this could be a way, If and maybe there's some logistical point that I'm missing, and I'm, I'm willing to, to be able, you know, to correct myself if you find some more information, or if I find some more information. I'm willing to to be wrong on this. Like, it's fine. If you know about, if you know more about this than I do, let me know. But couldn't a smaller team now be in the market for the big name players? Because they, they realized, hey, the Dodgers did this. Why can't we defer the most of the contract for 15 years down the road and have the player now and have more players now and have chances to win right now to get us more money and then defer the rest of the contract years down the road? Couldn't this be a tactic that other teams, smaller market teams use to A, get around paying the penalty for the luxury tax, and B, not have to worry about, like the Orioles owner said a few weeks ago, uh, increasing prices massively because you're deferring paying the money. And I know it's not that simple. I know there's more math involved and whatnot. But theoretically speaking, on a, at a core level, couldn't a smaller market team use what the Dodgers just did in deferring the contract for many years down the road and get the, and be in on these bigger players and have more chances to win. Do you think that's a thing? Or am I missing a huge part of this? Well, again, I'm willing to be, I'm okay with that. I'm willing to be proven wrong here. But isn't that a thing that could happen where a smaller team could say, hey, you know what? We're going to be in on the, on the big starting pitcher coming over from Japan or, or who just became a free agent. We're going to be in on that guy because we're going to offer him the deferred money. So the guy still gets his money. He just doesn't get it right away. Am I wrong? Or is this, has this been a waste of everyone's time? I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man, the Dodgers made moves. They made things happen. And I think their, their strategy here of doing the, the huge deferrals for many, many years, I think it's going to work out for other teams. I, theoretically, this could work. And if I'm wrong, then that's fine. But I think, in, you know, yeah, in theory, this could work. I think this could be smaller teams will use this now and say, hey, we can defer the money. And... Hopefully you get the win, get enough wins, get enough people in the building to make it back and not not uh, you know carry into the red here. But I would think a lot of business people in the in the front offices are making are thinking about this now and are going to make these decisions. So maybe it would work, maybe it won't. I don't know. That's just something I thought about when I read all these. Uh, you know, it's a big deferred contract, and you know other teams can do this too. Like there's nothing in the rules as of right now 
that says they can't do this. And why not use the same model and get yourself in on some bigger players and give everybody more chance? Like baseball is better. All sports are better overall when teams are trying to win. And if you can find a new avenue to have more money to try and win more games and be competitive, that's better for everyone involved in the sport, fans, players, executives, everybody. And so why not use this strategy and see if it'll pay off? Maybe it can't work, but if it can, I think over the next five, 10 years or so, we could be in, in store for some some fun and new playoff matchups because the smaller teams can go, hey, we can get in on this guy too. So there you go. That's my that's my thing. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, that's all. That's all the things for me today. So let's uh, let's hopefully turn it over to the captain. That again, if I'm wrong about that, let me know. Uh, if I'm incorrect on uh, how the deferral system works, if somebody knows, let me know. Otherwise, we'll roll with my theory and hope it works. All right. So let us turn it over. Hopefully, to the captain. We haven't heard from him, heard from him in a few weeks because uh, we all get busy and sick and whatnot. Uh, but hopefully we'll we'll see. We'll see. A lot's going on. Maybe good, maybe bad. I literally have no idea. So good, sir. The floor is yours. Tell us what's going on with the Fly Guys. Take it away. Hey, Flyers fans. Mark back at you again with another Flyers. Ooh, yeah. Woo. Guys, happy new year. I know I haven't been there for you in this new year yet. But don't you worry, I am here, my friends. I'm here to talk about your Philadelphia Flyers and what a team this season is really producing. I mean, my goodness, we got some young players. We got some exciting trade news. We have a coach that's going after reporters. My goodness, this is getting exciting. Let's get into the recap. So last Thursday, the Flyers ended up losing in a shootout against Columbus at home. It was a tight game. The Flyers really showed a lot in that game. Unfortunately, the shootout just didn't go their way. But the Flyers have been much, much better this season in the shootout. It's been so impressive. And I don't even need to tell you about the amount of shorthanded goals this team has scored. I mean, their penalty kill is number two in the league right now. My goodness. I mean, we just get this power play going too. We're going to be on a roll. So (laughs) the guys in the orange and black ended up taking on the Flames on Saturday, winning that game 3-2 at home. Then they took on the Penguins on Monday, ended up losing that game 4-1. It was a dud. The Flyers really didn't have their best stuff. But in between that Penguins game on Monday and the Flyers taking on the Canadians on Wednesday, crazy trade news. Cutter Gauthier. All right, so this is arguably the second prospect for the Flyers. You know, not talking about that Russian kid. You know, he'll be here in a couple years. But let's talk about that trade. So the Flyers, what has leaked out is apparently he did not want to be a Flyer. He was picked number five overall, but apparently was excited to be a Flyer, then didn't want to be a Flyer. Who really knows why? The kid said some stuff. You know, we came out, Briere, Jonesy, they said some stuff. Who really knows what the truth is? But what did happen is he was traded to the Anaheim Ducks. We ended up getting back a second round pick in next year's draft and ended up picking up an excellent young defenseman. I mean, this kid jumping right in, making it happen. I mean, I'm talking about like an instant top play you know you can be able to go on the power play and get him with anybody I mean this kid is really all over the ice so I mean I know a lot of people are upset about it I know that they're like listen Jamie Drysdale is not Cutter Gauthier I get it you know but you got what you got and I am excited about it I want kids and players that want to be here want to be flyers And then I have to wrap it up with the way that Tortorella came after a reporter after the game against the Canadians on Wednesday. The Flyers ended up winning that game 3-2 in the shootout. But after the game, there was a reporter that put out something saying, although the Cutter-Gauthier trade went down the way it went down, saying that Kevin Hayes somehow had something to do with it. Then Kevin Hayes was getting death threats to his family. Some terrible things were being said about his family. Tortorella really ripped into this reporter. And you know what? I like that. You have to make sure that your your sources are there. And you got to protect these guys. I mean, come on. 
at the end of the day, we're playing a sport. This is real life stuff. You want to be sure of what you're saying. So looking ahead, the Flyers are going to take on the Wild in Minnesota on Friday, then follow that up with a game on Saturday against Winnipeg. Then they're going to be on the road once more, going to St. Louis, taking on the Blues on Monday. Then they're going to come back home for several games. So that's it for me, guys. I know that was a lot to throw out at you, but Happy New Year. I'm excited to be back, and I cannot wait to see what these Flyers keep doing in this new year. So, guys, that's it for me here inside the Melting Pad on Next Level Radio. And there you have it, the Melting Pat, the Next Level Network, just in case he was not there, and that's fine too. Then we'll hear from him when we hear from him. I don't know. But anyway, there we go. That is our show. Thank you very much for being here today. Sorry, it's a little scatterbrained and rushed and whatnot. I have a lot going on here today. So <laughs> I think we're going to be fine, though. We're good. Thanks to In Case We Crash for the tune, InCaseWeCrash.com for more from them. Um, yeah, let me know your community Facebook group uh, posts. I want those. If the baseball deferral system, if I'm thinking about it too simply. Uh, and uh, the live music, if you prefer to hear the songs like they are on the records or if you uh, are good with improvising, the band improvising, not you. Anyway, um, that's it. All right. All right. I got to go. TheMeltingPat.com is where you find all of my stuff. Sign up for the newsletter, the Patreon, the Facebook group. All the things are up there. There's a network tab to see all the shows that are going, uh, that are on here. Everybody's got them. We're not going to do G-Love today because we got a lot of stuff. So we'll do my thing. And then... Um, that's all. All right. All right. This has been an eight born in production. So until next time, my friends have fun, be safe. Thank a veteran, wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. That's it. Right. Right. Ah, right. Perfect. Bye. That's too many rights. Three rights make a left. All right. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Goodbye. Don't be dumb. Go crap open a cold one.